When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Chapter 29 The hour was well past three when the telephone rang. The bell jangled urgently and echoed through the front room of a modest house in the city's downtown, not far from a certain boxing gym well known to many field agents of the Red Panda. After a time the ringing stopped, leaving behind a silence that was almost as jarring as the plaintive cry it replaced. The peace was a fragile one, however, and a moment later it was shattered by the bell once again. At last, the plodding of heavy feet on the stairs could be heard, together with a steady stream of muttered curses, some in English, the most deeply offensive in Greek. Spiro Pappas turned the corner, his eyes barely slits as he shuffled for the telephone. No sooner had his hand reached the receiver than the incessant ringing stopped once again, spurring a torrent of curses from the old man's lips that would have made a sailor blush in any one of a half a dozen languages. At last, his venom spent, Spiro stood and stared at the telephone a moment, still seething, He seemed to be waiting. Sure enough, less than a minute later the ringing began anew, and Papa snatched up the receiver and barked into it like an enraged dog. "'What? What? What do you want?' he bellowed, leaving the late-night caller no opportunity to answer. There was a momentary silence, in which only the boxing trainer's fierce breathing could be heard. "'Mother Hen calling,' a quiet voice said at last. "'What?' Spiro seemed genuinely perplexed for a moment. "'Mother Hen calling,' the voice said again without elaborating. There was a pause. Spiro's eyes pinched shut with the effort as he forced his still-sleeping brain to interpret the message without apparent success. "'What?' he said again at last, though with less venom. "'I need you to dig in, Spiro.' "'Mother Hen?' Spiro said at last, with a glance back to the steps to make certain that the call had not woken his wife. "'There he is. I was worried for a moment.' "'You are not supposed to call here,' Papa said sternly, his sense returning. "'I apologize for the hour,' Mother Hen began. "'To blazes with the hour,' Spiro sputtered. "'Spiro cares not for the hour, but you are not supposed to call here. "'This telephone line leaves scrambling the telephone signal to me, Mr. Pappas,' the voice said seriously. "'This is what I do.' "'Well, do it properly,' he muttered sorely. "'The chief, he sets up the whole network so conversations like this never happen.' You have your contacts, I have mine. I run the eyes and ears, you run the hands, she said. I know the drill, Spiro. That's the way it was for a long time. But he's expanding fast, too fast for rules like that. There are at least half a dozen more contact networks now, to say nothing of the army of informants and casual spotters. All of which I am not supposed to know, Papa said, feeling a creak in his neck. And for reasons, good reasons. The chief, he knows they may try to get to him through the agents. 
And if it is impossible for anyone to take out his entire network at a stroke, it makes it less likely that anyone would try, the voice snapped. Don't quote regulations to me, I wrote most of them. So maybe you should also read them, huh? Spiro lectured. They keep all of us safe. Spiro, I am not one of your raw recruits. And we have known one another long enough for you to know that. When you hear my voice in the middle of the night, you can assume that it is something important. Spiro does not report to you, the old man bristled. Spiro, calm down and listen to me for half a minute. Papas paused and sat down on a stool by the telephone. His head seemed very heavy. Well, he said at last. I had a call from Jack Peters, she began. No names, he barked. Spiro, she said in a tone that dwarfed his bluster. After a moment's pause, she continued. The operative was calling from a payphone near the home of one Joshua Kane. Kane? The fixer Kane? Spiro's interest was overpowering his indignation. The same. The morning edition of the Chronicle will have a feature article on the involvement of Kane's household staff in a mysterious warehouse fire which none of them survived. The story is an exclusive, but they will share their sidebar with every other paper in town. Sidebar? That Kane's house was blown to smithereens sometime shortly after midnight. All of which means you call Spiro because... Because a certain pair of masked heroes were on their way to Kane's house tonight. They told you this? They don't tell me their plans, Spiro, any more than they tell you, she said with a sigh. Jack, the operative, gathered as much. What he was keeping out of the story was that the warehouse fire was caused when our chief was rescuing Agent 33. Gregor Sampson? Spiro said in surprise. There was a pause. All right, Spiro is aware of the irony, he said at last. Shoot me. I just might do that one of these days, Mother Hen said quietly. The point is I have had no contact since the incident. There has been no response on any direct wire and no request for medical attention has been routed through me or received directly by any of the support agents with the appropriate skills. There was another pause. The old man sighed. So the eyes and the ears are deaf and dumb, he said solemnly. And I was wondering if you could lend me a hand. Yes, she said. Give Spiro the address. I will call in a team. Send someone who knows our news hound if you can. He should still be near the scene, she urged. At this hour, Spiro may not be able to pick and choose, he said with a snort, but if I can, I will. What exactly should I tell them they are looking for? Anything out of the ordinary, Mother Hen said, recovering her normal crisp tone. The whole thing sounds out of the ordinary to Spiro. Then it should be a thorough report, she said archly. Spiro snorted again. And who will get this report? Spiro, Mother Hen said quietly. They may be hurt. They may be captured. They may be dead. There was another pause as he rubbed his eyes. You remember what the first rule is? he asked at last. The oath? she said. No, not the oath! Holding high the lamp of justice is very nice, but every agent is told one thing. Fieldman, informant, spotter, runner, all of them. Whatever else you do, it is the first thing on the list and the last thing on the list. Do you remember what it is? Await instructions, she said at last. Await instructions, he nodded. I worry about them too, but tonight I worry about what happens when we forget to await. Grammatical nightmares notwithstanding, she said. What? he said, his brow furrowed. Never mind. Just send them in, Spiro, and tell them to be careful. If they needed to hear that from me, Spiro said with a grim smile, they would have been dead a long time ago. Good night, Mother Hen. There was a click in his ear as she disconnected the line, and another series of clicks as the link to the normal telephone network was re-established. Spiro sighed and shook his head as he began to dial.